And now it's time for the Ask Dr. Tommy Show, featuring health news, opinion, and insight from Wesley Chapel's concierge medicine physician, Dr. Tommy McElroy. And thank you for joining us today. This is the Ask Dr. Tommy Show. I am Dr. Tommy McElroy. I'm a concierge medicine physician in Wesley Chapel, Florida. And uh, one of the things about concierge medicine that I chose, the reason I chose to do it is because it makes the patient-doctor relationship direct. And uh, the reason that I do that is so I can spend as much time with my patient as possible and cut out all the extraneous details of what insurance-based medicine brings into it. Atlas MD is the EMR that we've chosen for uh, our practice at Echelon Health. And the reason we chose Atlas MD is because Atlas MD does the same thing. Atlas MD is tech that is designed specifically to enhance the doctor-patient relationship. It is an EMR that is based on the internet uh, it works inside your browser, but what it does is it gives you a very clean and concise way to uh, conduct patient affairs. There's no checkboxes for meaningful use. There's none of the uh, other clutter that you have to do as far as uh, clicking a bunch of boxes just to order one medication. If a patient calls me on my phone or texts me on my same phone, I can do things like send a prescription make a note of why they called. Also, if they text me and they say, hey, my headache is better, thanks for the injection, I can say, no problem, call me tomorrow if it's not getting, if it's still not better. And then that's saved inside the EMR. So that's why we choose Atlas MD at uh, Echelon Health Concierge Medicine. And today I'm very pleased to have in the uh, studio Eric Wilson, who is here to talk about his book. Eric, how are you doing today? Great, great, thanks for having me on, Tommy. Excited to be here. Eric, what made you write a book? What is your book about and what, what made you write a book? Uh, the book is about identifying and developing high potential skill sets. Uh, so primarily geared towards uh, working adults, young working adults who are uh, looking for promotional opportunities, trying to understand how to get promoted, how, how to get advanced on their career path. Uh, so we wrote it primarily for the 25 to 35 year old age category. It can apply above or below that, but that was kind of the target demographic that we, we went for on this one. Have you written a book before? Uh, nope, this is the first book. It was a collaboration with uh, Dr. Joe, Joe DeAngelis, and, and myself. Uh, we actually met each other a couple of years ago, had a lot of discussions. He has a strong background in HR, um, psychologist by training, and uh, through a lot of, of dialogue that he and I had back and forth, realized that uh, we're very much aligned on, on the topics of what, what high potential skill sets are and where organizations were lacking and identifying and helping people develop on those skill sets. Um, so you're basing your book on the millennials kind of, is that the age group? Is that what we call millennials nowadays? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's kind of the, the general so, category. So, so the reason for the book is um, to help people who are kind of feel like they're maybe constrained in, in the environment they're in. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. In my 20 years in human resources and Joe spent a dozen or 15 years in human resources before his uh, consulting practice kicked off, uh, we saw time and time again, good people, talented people. Uh, they were getting frustrated because they were getting overlooked for advancement opportunities. I think there's um, a lot of people can relate to that. Absolutely. Anybody and, that's worked in the corporate world probably can at some level relate to that. Exactly. I mean, who of us doesn't feel we've been missed over at some point in time? Right. And, and then the other side of the coin is people that do get advanced to become frustrated because they weren't really prepared correctly for that advancement. Um, so we saw a big opportunity to help them prepare themselves for that advancement. Well, tell us some of the, uh, the things that people can do or some of the themes that you have in the book. Well, basically, we wrote the book to be really a soup to nuts approach to helping someone understand what goes into becoming 
high potential. Um, so we started with you know laying the foundation for why we wrote the book. Uh, we spent a chapter talking about confidence. Um, we felt that was a strong enough topic that we wanted to put that in up front, standalone, to help people understand that you need to build your confidence. So tell us some, some things about that. So, so you're right, though. There are mm-hmm. people who have a lot of talent, a lot of skills, but they don't have confidence in their skills. So what are some ways that you've talked that y'all talk about? Um, some of the things we, we talk about in the book, uh, the, the concept of self-talk, um, the concepts of creating your own identity um, versus accepting the identity that others portray upon you. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a much healthier mindset, much more productive mindset um, to really set the tone for yourself, but it takes some confidence. It takes some awareness and maturity to, to accomplish that. So, what is self-talk? Um, self-talk is how you talk to yourself, how you encourage yourself, how you discourage yourself potentially um, as you're approaching situations. So, so what are some things that people do that maybe they're not even aware of that are discouraging self-talk type things? Um, focusing on the negative outcomes versus the positive. You okay. know, for example, uh, you're driving up to a red light and, and you know it's it's going to turn red. Mm-hmm. So do you think, oh, the light's red, that's a problem? Or do you think, okay, that's fine, I'll, I'll wait for it to turn green, then I'll proceed. Oh. The red light's not a negative in and of itself. It, it just is what it is. But it's your perception on that that, that drives your belief. So can you give us a business analogy to that then? Yeah, yeah. Uh, giving a presentation. Uh, if someone is concerned about giving a presentation, they're not comfortable that they've got the content down tight, they're not comfortable with their presentation skills, ability, mm-hmm. uh, they're not confident with the materials they've provided to support the presentation they're going to be worried about the worst and you're going to have self-fulfilling prophecies because that concern about the worst possible outcome is going to pervade and come through and inhibit you from doing the level of, of performance that you, you were capable of how long is this book uh it's, it's actually relatively short it's 146 pages total length and that, that was intentional we packed a lot of information in but we broke it into bite-sized increments so um total of 22 chapters, uh, so 22 categories of, of information. And we kept each chapter short because, let's face it, in this day and age, no one's got time to read 800 pages of, of right. words. Yeah. Um, so we really tried to package it so it was digestible. Each chapter can stand on its own. You don't need to read the whole thing at one point in time. In fact, it's probably better if you read this over the course of weeks or a month to understand and internalize the, the thinking along the way. And uh, this is Dr. Tommy McElroy. I'm in with uh, Eric Wilson, who is the author of the book, Here to Hypo, An Insider's Guide to High Potential, Build the Skills, Win the Game. It was written by Joe DeAngelis and Eric Wilson. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the different aspects of uh, uh, self-improvement that you can do to help yourself become uh, great, no matter what the constraints are around you. It's the Ask Dr. Tommy Show. We will be right back. Hi there, this is Dr. Tommy McElroy. You didn't go to medical school so you could fill out paperwork. Got into medicine because you wanted to help people. You want to make a difference. You want to heal and connect with your patients. Atlas MD is the EMR that will help you get to where you always wanted to go. Learn how to transition your practice to direct care and learn more about Atlas MD EMR at atlas.md. That's A-T-L-A-S dot M-D. And thank you for joining us again. This is the Ask Dr. Tommy Show. I'm Dr. Tommy McElroy, and I have the pleasure of having Eric Wilson here with me in the uh, Atlas MD studios. And Eric, why did you write this book now? 
Well, great, great question, Tommy. Um, as Joe and I talked, had numerous discussions about what we had been seeing in the corporate world and, and, and working with, with individuals within, within the business world and seeing their frustrations, um, we realized there was a big opportunity. And so I, I thought of a simple kind of analogy to frame this up. Back in our grandfather's day, I'm sure we, we heard him say more than once, you got to work harder to get ahead. Right. And we all heard that. Sure. Um, In our father's day, someone got smart and thought, okay, let's take this to the next level. You got to work smarter to get ahead. Mm -hmm. Now, was your grandfather wrong? No. No. Because you do have to work hard. Right. Um, Was your dad wrong? No. No. So so what is the real answer for today's next generation as, as we go forward? What should we be saying to our kids, to the generation following us? And it's really about understanding the field you're playing on and understanding yourself well enough to know how to succeed. Why do you think it's changed so much, the philosophy? Do you think it's more have to do with the business environment or? Well, I I think the the, the business world has changed. I mean, there's an anecdote that used to circulate in in business school years ago. Uh, Sears Roebuck back in the 1930s had something like 15 levels of management and there was a fire in one of the stores. So the old pen and paper memo process took seven weeks <laughs> till the top, till the CEO got the letter. You know what he said? What? Wrote a memo back, put it out. <laughs> so it took yeah. seven weeks to say, put out the fire. Sure. And okay, very different world. Things right. have progressed. Um, I, I think the, the job market, the, the employment uh, scope has changed significantly enough that think that uh, it's not the same world. So it used to be we were more directional, more tactical, so working harder was the way to go. And then as the information age began to come forward, okay, then you did need to be a little bit smarter. But So tell us some of the things that you can do, to some tips, work harder and smarter. How do we do that? Um, we spend one, one of the chapters in the book explaining how the, the talent management, talent review process works at organizations. And we thought that was important to give a good grounding in that because most people really, and it's not their fault, they, they wouldn't know how it works, how, how people are picked out, chosen, to be groomed and advanced through organizations. So by explaining that process, we mm-hmm. found it was was very helpful. Um, the performance management process, you know, another anecdote, uh, we used to struggle with, uh, you know, rating bias by managers because mm-hmm. managers, no one likes to give bad news. So mm-hmm. if you had a five-point rating scale, you know, the standard bell curve would say most people should be a three. One's bad, two's not very good, three's good, mm-hmm. four's really good, and mm-hmm. five is fantastic right so threes where most should fall in so what what was being found over time was 60 percent of of participants were being rated as a four right which is okay. just to make them not eh, i don't it, want to be adversarial yeah, because no one to give bad news right. so they bumped over up so okay well we're avoiding the central tendency let's go to a four point scale mm-hmm. so then what happened is we ended up with 70 percent of people threes. threes. yeah <laughs> which again the the effort to solve the problem was actually making the problem worse so in the book what do y'all say to get around that idea, what what do y'all what is y'all's opinion? Um, we we think it's important to understand that there is raider bias, and it's not a negative thing necessarily. It's it's a human thing. Mm-hmm. People don't like to give bad information, but as someone who is and wants to be high potential, you've really got to dig deeper to get the honest, straight feedback that you need. And that's something I struggled with in medical school because not all of the not all the rotations. Some of them they're very frank. But some of the rotations you say, and especially it's like pediatrics, because mm-hmm. the pediatri- pediatricians are generally nice. And well, what can I do to do be better? Oh, you're you're just great, you know. And I say, <laughs> well, I don't want to hear that. I need to know, you know, what what are the things that I need to work on, you know. And I do the same thing now. I ask, you know, you know, our clinic coordinator, I ask our marketing agent or marketing associates. He said, what can we do better? What what is the the things that we're doing now that aren't right? 
What do we need to fix? Yeah, and it, 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 they're, they're tough questions to ask, and it's tougher feedback to get and accept. Um, but if you're going to be better, you've got to ask those questions as you were, and you, you've got to keep probing to, to get the answers. So, so what would you say to someone who's just so, like, you know, they're kind of almost to the point where they're just like, you know, I'm just going to clock in, clock out. You know, if they read this book, do you think it will change their perception of where they could go? Absolutely, absolutely. And, in fact, that was a nice segue into uh, – chapter we call fit a lot of people talk about corporate culture mm-hmm. um okay culture is the environment of an organization the cultures the norms the values of an organization and and people explain frustration of you know they don't like the culture they don't like the the, the business they don't like the organization um well one of the things that we wanted to help do is help the individual understand that okay the culture is what what the culture is you need to understand your internal drivers motivators reward mechanisms to make sure that you're aligned, that you can be aligned with the the, the, the organization. So we, we call that FIT. Um, what does that stand for? Uh, d- just FIT, okay. as, as, as the name sounds like, but we capitalized it uh-huh. as a, a you know, standalone concept um, because we feel it was that important. We've personally seen a lot of people that um, were very, very qualified, very, very capable, um, that struggled in positions and assignments because they just didn't have the right fit with with their organization right. so that's doesn't mean the individual's bad doesn't mean the organization's bad either but understanding that and being so, eyes wide open so so you know are people who read this book more likely do you think to change their job go into a different place within their job or maybe go on their own what do you think i guess it could really go a lot of different directions and every case is going to be different um, what I would hope would come out of it is if they stay, they're happier because mm-hmm. they read the book and they thought about it and they, they learned some things. Mm-hmm. If they make a move again, hopefully that they'll be happier because they made a move for the right reason, not mm-hmm. just to make a move. And so, you know, you talked about being happy and stuff. So tell us about how, uh, Joe helps mm-hmm. his background in psychology, how that helped to formulate the, the book in addition to yours. Oh, great, great question. Um, as Joe and I began our, our conversations, um, he's has done a lot of work with MRG um, for the last 15 years. What is MRG? Uh, MRG is Management Research Group. They're a uh, uh, psychological profiling business. Um, they, they do management assessments, a lot of work with sales, sales teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so Joe was very, very familiar, has been working with them for 15 years and had visibility to a lot of, of data that they had collected over, over the years. Um, and their business is basically doing assessments and, you know, capturing the data as it comes in. They weren't looking to use this data, mm-hmm. um, which is why when Joe and I began to talk, he said, Hey, there's all this information, which is just fantastic stuff. So what do you do with that data? What'd y'all do with it? Um, we basically boiled it down. Um, in chapter seven of the book, we identify, we pull out the, the 10 competencies of high potential people. Um, chapter eight, then we go to the, what's called, what's called the impact measures. So this is based on the data that you analyzed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So and, this and, is not just like your opinion. Hey, I, I think this because of I'm Eric Wilson. This is actually comes from, you know, real statistics that have come from industry uh, statisticians. Absolutely. I mean, even with 40 years of experience between Joe and I, that's still just opinions Mm -hmm. and and how much water does that carry? Um, So what's unique about the book and we thought was was interesting, what Joe Roy helped bring to the table was the scientific research and quantified information behind the book and the themes in the book. Very good. And this is Dr. Tommy McRoy. I'm with uh, Eric Wilson. We're talking about their book, 
Dr. Joe DeAngelis and Eric Wilson wrote a book called Here to Hypo, an insider's guide to high potential. And you can go to here to hypo, that's H-I-P-O dot com. And you can actually order the book there and read about the book. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the take home messages from the book. And then also a little bit more about Eric and uh, his life. And this is Ask Dr. Tommy Show. We will be right back. Everyone, there's no doubt you have questions about what happens in concierge medicine. More specifically, what would it look like if you did something similar too? I want to tell you about a gathering place where you can find answers to those questions and others and learn just what exactly these types of doctors do. On August 12 and 13 in Atlanta, Georgia, the 2016 Concierge Medicine Assembly hosted by Concierge Medicine Today is a place where you can be creative for a few short hours explore those what-if questions and interact with other physicians kneecap to kneecap who've rescued their career and live to talk about it. To learn more, visit conciergemedicineassembly.com. We hope to see you in Atlanta this fall. This is Ask Dr. Tommy Show, and I am with Eric Wilson here in the studio, the Atlas MD Studios, and we're talking about here to hypo, and it's an insider's guide to high potential. And uh, you know, it made me think of back when I was in, um, uh, before I went to medical school, I used to work for the Department of Health, and uh, we had cubicles just like they do in office space. And you know, for the people out there who think you know that's the kind of that's kind of the epitome of you know the crushing way that uh, the, the corporate um, just malfeasance and not necessarily malfeasance, but just corporate mismanagement and just general uh, lack of energy can just crush an individual. Um, so the reason I like your book is because you can pick it up. You can read a portion here. You can read a portion there. And it's not this long dissertation. It's not war and peace. That's not to mean it's not useful, but it's just, it's, 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 I think it's concise and it's to the point and it's valuable. And so in the first part of the book, you were talking about the science behind it, but now, you know, how do you, now how do you implement that? Exactly. Great, great question. And that's really the second half of the book. Once we've got the, the science behind us and we've got uh, a good identification of, okay, what are the skills, traits, abilities that I need as a high potential person? What do I do with them? How do I use them? And that's where we get into the topics of executive presence, presentation skills, and self-branding. So what, tell us, go through them. It's executive presence. What's okay. that? Executive presence is really that, that gravitas, that, mm-hmm. that presence when you walk in a room that people say, wow, he or she must be the one in charge. They, mm-hmm. they look good. They look sharp. They seem credible. They seem competent. I want to hear what they have to say. And that's important because, you know, impressions for good or bad oftentimes make or break the deal for a lot of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. They do. And that, that leads of course into, into the branding. What is your personal brand? I mean, organizations, so you think people themselves, even if they're not, you know, their own business, they can have a brand within the, certainly within a corporation. For instance. Certainly. Yeah. I mean, pe- people know you for the work you've done mm-hmm. for what they expect of you, for your reliability, your consistency. And, and, you know, so yeah, like it or not for good or bad, you've got a brand. Right. And you, we all know that, you know, the, we've all had the person who's the, you know, the, maybe the, uh, the type that, you know, is histrionic brand or the person who's the, uh, uh, you know, keep to themselves brand. And it's not to say anyone's wrong, but you have a brand, whether you know it or not. Correct. And exactly. so you want to, you're trying to help them develop their brand. That's most beneficial to them. Exactly. And it's, it's not easy to do, but it's certainly not impossible. And it just takes a couple of thoughtful steps and, you know, a lot of work to, to maintain, build and, and get that brand established. 
Um, what is in the last part you said? Is, uh, you said there was three portions. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's executive presence, uh-huh. presentation skills, and then the, the branding. Uh-huh. Um, so the, the presentation skills, again, sounds you know simplified, but really it's presentation super when? important. Like when you're talking to people in meetings, uh, yeah, public? Yeah, P- primarily on the formal presentation, your executive presence would be any informal. You don't need mm-hmm. to say a word. Your presence is there. Um, so tell us some key presentation skills that you know, you could adopt that will make you more successful potentially. Um, first and foremost, um, and, and uh, we had Don Spivey who basically lives his life giving presentation um, presentations on presentation skills. It, practice, practice, practice. Okay. Okay, so those are the three words he kept saying. But as far as getting into it, you really got to plan out your message. He's, you know, he says, and we quote, um, where most people go wrong is when they're told they have a presentation to give, first thing to do is pull up the PowerPoint mm-hmm. software. And that's the last place you should go is the PowerPoint software. You've really got to spend time to think about your message and make sure you know what you're trying to say before you try and break it down into a Who are you show. referencing, Spivey? Yeah, Don, Don, Don Spivey. Okay, um, and who is he? Um, he's a uh, consultant that's done some work in, mm-hmm. in tandem with, with Joe on uh, with okay. sales teams in the past. And Joe's known him for, for many, many years. And so we pulled him in to, to help Great. us with that chapter on presentation skills because we realized that it's not necessarily executive presence. It's not uh-huh. really branding, but yet it's very, very important. So we have a standalone chapter just on presentations. You skills. know, what's funny is you mentioned PowerPoint. I'm to the age now where I think I've uh, been able to live before PowerPoint and now uh, maybe lived after PowerPoint has kind of gone out of favor. So I've, yeah. I'm, I guess that means I'm older now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and like everything, you know, phases come and go. But uh, what do they use in uh, business now? I haven't been exposed to PowerPoint's the big thing, but it's getting enhanced with media uh-huh. drop ins, that sort of thing. So, you know, a lot of people mistakenly think that, boy, if you've got video in mm-hmm. your presentation, you don't need to present. Well, yes, you still need to present. Right. Guess what? You're, you're presenting. They're looking at you. You can't just video. plug it in and walk away and expect them to stay engaged. Exactly. Because it's not your presentation and it's whatever on video uh so here at hypo how do they get a hold of this book um there's two ways they can go and order the book through our web page and also visit the the blog and our feedback uh sections while they're there Uh, it's also available on amazon as a kindle and or hard copy version so they can download it too absolutely anything coming up for you in the future and i know you're um you said that you uh, trying to get maybe get more exposure and doing more talking. Uh, one of the things I would recommend is a Jamie Maloney show, that business show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on 1250 WHNZ uh, weekday, seven to nine. And I actually recently did the show and uh, Jamie is an excellent interviewer. And for all of you out there who haven't heard Jamie Maloney's show, I'd recommend it. And uh, that'd be a good way to get on. And I think the, the, the important thing is about this topic is it's kind of, uh, I think people know they should know it, but you know, until they, you know, What's the next step to getting that, you know, taking that step? I think this is a good introduction for it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so Eric and I have a mutual interest in music. And uh, <laughs> what do you think about the Axel Rose now uh, with ACDC? I, I guess, uh, you know, if you need the paycheck, take the job. <laughs> so you think Axel, you think Axel is not a good fit for ACDC? It, it's not, wouldn't be my first, uh, who would you, first be, guess. Who would you say if in, in the situation they're at now? Oh boy. Um, I guess there's a lot of people, I'd guess, before Axl Rose. Uh-huh. Um, trying to look at that. But have the star power bands. of Axl. I don't know if anybody. I know there's a the singer for. Uh, oh, what was the band? Uh, they were Crocus, maybe. Or some. There's a band that was similar to ACDC early on that sounded like ACDC, and that guy I've heard him actually sing a a set of 
covers for uh, uh, Bon Scott era ACDC songs. He sounds excellent. Yeah, which could be good. The, the uh, Cinderella, um, that that tonal right. quality would probably fit better, especially on the earlier ACDC material. I think. But I think uh, you know the star power of Axel. I've, I've listened oh, to yeah. a few, and uh, you know, give it to Axel. He's you know, for people who aren't aware, Axel Rose used to be notoriously unreliable. <laughs> as far as uh, coming to shows, showing up on time, and, and being a, a team player. But I can tell you, Angus Young is not one to tolerate any nonsense in his band. And uh, Axel's total line, I guess that's what happens when you get close to 50. I roll he is. I guess things change. <laughs> um, so anyway, this is a Ask Dr. Tommy show, and we're on with Eric Wilson, and we're talking about the book Here to Hypo, uh, an insider's guide to high potential written by Joe DeAngelis and Eric Wilson. And I highly encourage you to pick it up and go to Amazon. You can go to here to hypo.com. There's also a blog there and uh, also follow Eric on LinkedIn. He, he, he's a good person to go to and, and get some, uh, you know, kind of insider information because he does have a lot of uh, business um, acumen and also a lot of uh, things that you can learn from. Eric, thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. And uh, until next time, I look forward to listen uh, for you to listen to me on iTunes and then also AskDrTommy.com. And uh, you can uh, also be heard on Stitcher and tune in. And until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. For more show news and information, go to AskDrTommy.com. And be sure to follow Dr. Tommy on Facebook at Echelon Health and on Twitter at Tampa Direct Care. To learn more about Echelon Health Concierge Medicine Practice, visit Echelon Health online at tampadirectcare.com.